This is your Daily Dose. I'm Nick. On this episode, Bob and I do a little mapping of our career paths. Turns out, like a lot of people, our GPS was just slightly off. We thought we were going one way. Turns out, we went the other. Towards the end of the conversation, Bob offers an unexpected pep talk and round of advice for me. I hope it's something you can take to heart as well. Enjoy. When I first uh, left Rollins College, I was thinking I wanted to go into philanthropy. I'd see people yeah. like Dave Krepko. Oh, who man. Is, he's retiring this I know, year, I saw right? that. But he's like the ultimate in the philanthropy world. And there's a lot of other people, too. But, I mean, having talked to him, having served on the board for him, like being around him and Greg Higerson over there. Dude, you served on the board of just for a, just for a little bit, like a year and a half back in the early 2000s because they were working with Night Images at the time. Ah. And so they wanted to offer us a board seat so, because we were working with them. So That's I volunteered cool to connection. do that. Yeah. I've done some work both paying in pro bono for Second Harvest and, uh, and Dave Krepko. What makes him stand out in my mind is the social entrepreneur, entrepreneurship that oh, he's yeah. put into that the organization. That they do. He's not only serving Serving the need, he's self-sustaining in serving yep. the need, which is just powerful. And if you ever walk in those halls, um, you feel an energy among the people who are there because they know they're doing good and uh, they're good people. And again, I've had the whole crew in the same room with me at the same time doing some stuff with the staff and got a chance to feel them, right? And uh, and he has he's created that environment, you know. And so I'm sad to see him retire, but at the same time, we need to let our superstars retire. You know, they have to have a life after their superstardom. Uh, there has to be more afterwards. Oh, for sure. You can't ask somebody to continue serving forever. Mm-hmm. Especially like Dr. If, Fauci. <laughs> well, especially if they've done the the right thing in terms of making themselves replaceable. Ah, right. right? Okay. Like, this is something that I had always been scared of. Um, you know, you want to, you don't necessarily want to document everything that you're doing or all your processes. You don't necessarily want to let everybody know where everything is because maybe you're afraid that you're at an organization where there is no moving up. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually a valid concern. I think, I've in worked many cases. with a number of organizations where they don't have any opportunity for advancement. And we had to get really creative in order to create career growth without job change. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, See, a lot of people just don't want that. They want they want a new title, a new salary, a new, you know, what have you. And that sometimes would take the re-engineering of an organization. It's funny because although I did grow when I was in the corporate world, I, I had a number of jobs over 14 years and grew from front line to top of the column, right? Um, I never felt like I was ambitious, like I was striving to move up. I just felt like the opportunity kept showing up and I kept saying yes, as opposed to, oh, I want that man's job. I'm going to go after it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. How did you approach it in the corporate world? You, uh, I mean. Uh, I think I was waiting. I think I had put this idea in my head from reading enough books and watching enough movies and, you know, pop culture references to say, okay, let me just do good and things will happen for me. <laughs> and I think I missed out on a lot of opportunities that way. I, I think love I, that philosophy, though. I think that's, that's a door opener and you're doing good. Yes, in some cases. <laughs> not, I think that enough. yeah, I think that I could have been more ambitious. I think I could have switched jobs more often. I should mm-hmm. not have been afraid to like move from organization to organization. Like I think the more the years pass, somebody said this to me the other day. They were looking at a resume 
Um, and they were like, oh, well, they haven't stayed at any one place for very long. Like who does? So what? Yeah. What does that mean? Does these days? Right. I mean, and once you ask the question, why did you choose to change positions here? Because it may have been that they were starved intellectually and they really wanted to do something that stimulated them more. I mean, there are reasons for this. They're a college kid. They're still in college at the time, right? And you're you're gonna switch jobs a lot. Okay, I'm gonna say something right now, and you you might not like it. it. So so brace yourself. I am. Um, I don't think you should have a job. Okay. I don't. I, I, I think you're too talented to just have a job. Like, that you can do too many things. And you'd be the most useful, wonderful employee to have for somebody. But, man, I mean, you can create your own stuff. You create your own content. You, you are, know how to teach people how to do podcasts. You're a maker. You're, uh, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff that you could just be out here and be free and work that stuff and earn a living and have fun at the same time. I appreciate that. I think that, um, and thank you. Um, it's hard for me to take a compliment. Oh, and so. I appreciate being thanked for a fact. Thank you. <laughs> but I think that there's, I, I, I think that's less ambition and more part of it is fear, obviously, oh, yeah. like just putting, you know, striking out on your own or what do you call it? Hanging a shingle. Yeah. Of sorts. That yeah. comes from, um, <laughs> cause I'm not going to be a roofer yeah. as much as <laughs> I admire exactly. that industry. Um, but I think part of it too is we've been so um, uh, trained to think of if you're not going to be part of the corporate world, it's a side hustle. And yeah. the side hustle, we talked a little bit about yeah. it with Uber, like that's looked down upon. Yeah. And you're going to miss out on benefits. Okay. Benefits, that that's a real thing. All right. And being married to another earner. I have the benefit of of trading off that. There have been years yeah. when I paid for the benefits of my family. Right now, you know, it's coming through Patty's employment, and that is that's a great challenge. And the fear is a real thing. But as far as the perception of, of you know a side hustle, it's I just feel like if you were as into this stuff as you are, and you made that your main thing, um, it could be really cool. It could be really awesome. Okay. Well, I'll just come live here. Well, you know something? If you need to come live here, (laughs) I will talk to my woman. I'm sure. Guess what? We got a little Greek on the wall that we use to honor you. You know, so. uh... (laughs) Hey, gang. It's Bob. Work is a funny thing. For some, it's just a job. For some, it's an addiction. And for others, it's their entire reason for being. Whatever your reason for working, here's my advice. Keep it fun and find what you love in your work. We spend 100,000 hours of our lives working. If you don't love what you do for a living or you can't find something you love about what you're doing for a living, you need to do something else. You have a right to enjoy your 100,000 hours, or at least most of it. Remember, my friends, time isn't money. Time is life. How we spend that is everything. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.